1: Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for a little What's Going On, where we find out what's going on across the Zone Sports Network. DJ and Gay, Hans and Scotty, the big news, big opinions, big interviews, and sometimes some overall zaniness uh, on the station. Gordon, should we start with David and Pat this morning? Let's do it. All right, here's uh, the two of them discussing college football topics.
2: High to very high. Look at the numbers every day, and the important issue is not just numbers, it is trying to understand and comprehend. And that's where literally you want experts moving you away from the scroll or the titles at the bottom of a TV screen or the interviews of this expert or that and find people. And we put a medical advisory group together in early April with the question of what do we have to do to get back to activity? And they've been a big part of the conversation. But the direct reality is not good.
0: That's Greg Sankey SEC Commissioner right there trying to figure out how to start a football season and what it'll look like and he says his concern that there's no season is high to very high. Think they're going to pull it together PK? I know you talk to people at BYU who are feeling ready to fill holes on their schedule. They lost some games obviously to the Pac-12 and the Big Ten and they're looking towards the Big 12 and the SEC because the Big 12 and the SEC also lost games of the Pac-12 and the Big Ten.
3: I think football will be played sometime during the 2021 academic calendar year.
0: The Athletic is reporting that some high-end players are thinking about skipping the season. Uh, they are looking at, uh, and the question is how many, and all the agents are talking to the uh, are are talking without their names, you know, anonymously to The Athletic. Uh, They're talking about the high-end kids. They're going to bail. I mean, I'm recruiting some high-end kids, an agent says. I talked to probably four of them last night, and they all echoed the same thing, like, they're done. This is over. Kids could be signed in in 60 days, which is actually going to cost the agents money because the agency agents usually start paying living expenses uh, when they sign them in January. And now they're going to be paying living expenses starting in July and August. So you don't want to miss out on the top kids, but you don't really want to pay the living expenses either.
3: Well, that'll be interesting to see how that is because they make you play three years before you're eligible for the draft. So in July and August, you for those kids like a Trevor Lawrence. He hasn't played his three years. So how will that work?
0: I think it's three years from the high school graduation. You know, if you play two and you redshirt one, you're eligible. So, That's true. So, but I Trevor would, Lawrence hasn't. No, but this would essentially be redshirting a year. I mean, I
3: there's think no, he'd be eligible. I, I don't think there's very many high-end players who redshirt.
0: This story has uh, multiple opinions in it, and one of them is that it'll only be 10 to 20 guys who are the early yeah, first-rounders who will pull of this off. There are other people who think it'll be more than that. I just don't think the third-rounders often – You know, Cody Barton was a third-rounder. Well, I don't think Cody Barton knew he was a third-rounder when the season started, so that's it. Well, it's always
3: just the elite in this case. It's like the, the, that G League team that players are going to go and play. Well, it's just a handful. Now, the handful for those uh, in college football could make a significant difference at the highest levels for 95% of the teams. I don't see where it's going to matter that much. Uh, but uh, you lose some top-end players from Ohio State. and the they, Alabama,
0: they, would lose, they would lose Justin Fields, is the speculation in this. And Oregon yeah. would lose Penny Sewell, a guy we, we talk about because of his ties to this area. Yeah, you know,
3: but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's obvious who, the, who yeah. the guys are.
0: National Junior College Athletic Association expected to approve a proposal that would move its football season to the spring. Uh, there will be a meeting today to make it official, but there's 54 football-playing schools out of the 512 schools. Snow College, one of those schools that could be impacted. Uh, Will they move football? Will they move all fall sports? Uh, Will they move the start of the winter season? I would think they would do as little as possible now and kick the can down the road on the other decisions. But we'll see what they decide uh, later today. But Snow College football may be delayed. The Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott has tested positive for the coronavirus and is self-quarantining. And working from home. Yes, working from home and trying to figure out what their TV deals and their schedules are going to look like going forward. Ten games, five home, five away. Any idea when they might start, PK? They got, uh, anything you've heard on that? Right now, the schedule says September 26th. They obviously bought themselves a time, but the non-conference game's canceled now.
3: Yeah, that's that would be the earliest, and it, I, I can't forecast what the health situation is going to be like in next month, let alone two months from now, but that, that would be the earliest, but that's the whole idea of going to the
0: individual conferences, which I told you two days before fill-in-the-blank reported. Wednesday. Uh, Everybody else reported <laughs> it on Friday. You said it on the show on Wednesday. And you can go back to 1280 zone.com and listen if you don't believe us. There it was.
3: And it gives them the flexibility basically to do whatever they want. So if it's the 26th of September, great. If it needs to be fill in the blank, whatever Saturdays uh, the dates would fall beyond that, they can do that too.
1: All right, there you go. That's DJ and PK talking about the college football news uh, of the day. And something uh, we had not brought up yet, Gordon, Larry Scott testing positive for the uh, coronavirus, that happening over the weekend.
4: Yeah, I, I, I just am to the point now where I'd be surprised if the season does happen. Well, I,
1: I think you've been pretty consistent about that, right? You...
4: Well, I don't know. I, I think I've been sort of sliding down a little bit. I, I had initially I had real concerns, and then it looked like they might be able to pull it off in some form, but in recent, in the last couple of weeks, I I don't know. you have people who are commissioners of leagues who are essentially saying that uh, they don't think it's really going to happen. Maybe it's better to be surprised than disappointed.
1: Now, the SEC That's, today, Gordon, uh, Greg Sankey made some comments, and they're essentially kicking the can down the road. He expressed concern, but they're not going to take any steps until late July. Um, that was the kind of the major criticism I heard against the Big Ten and Pac-12 last week, especially from other members of the the, the community, is why make that announcement now before you have to?
4: It was almost um, as though, Jake, I got the impression that from other conferences, they were really surprised that the Big Ten came out with that. And, and I wondered why they would do that. It made me think that they wanted to be seen as a leader in this whole thing. And everybody who followed suit would look like they were falling into line. Uh, I, I I don't know why they they did that, surprising others. But they did. Hmm. And I don't – I I just – I'm not sure that it's really going to matter. I mean, you can you can switch things around all you want, but if you can't play football in the fall, it it doesn't really matter. I think
1: uh, you know, I I've expressed this with you before. I I mean, I think they need to do everything humanly possible to pull it off, and if in the end it's not it's not possible, then it's not possible. You know, if if uh for the the Pac-12's uh case, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom uh, announced some re shutdowns of some certain like bars and, and uh barbershops and those sorts of things. You know, if if for example the governor of California says you're not playing college football, well then you're likely not playing college football. And yeah. that that was the the hard part about this to begin with, right? Is you had to get all these different opinions to align in order to to even make it um to even make it possible. But I, I think they should try all they can to make it possible. And then if if in the end, somebody like Governor Newsom and I'm just using him as an example here, uh, if, if he puts the kibosh on it, then so be it. But I think they they need to at least try. And that's why I I don't hate the conference only idea, because they're 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 trying to do what they can. Um, I just yeah, well, we'll we'll see if it works, Gordon. But I, I think they should try. And that's why I have no problem with the SEC saying, all right, hold off. We're gonna wait till the end of July. We're gonna we're gonna wait as long as we can before we have to make a decision. And maybe the Big Ten felt like they needed to make a decision, and that time had come for them. I'm not sure. Um, part of me thinks that they just used it as an excuse to cancel expensive non-conference games to save uh, cost to the bottom line. But that's just cynical old me. Uh, so I don't know. But I I hope they try.
4: Sometimes trying, uh, I, normally you think trying is really good, but in a case like this, I wonder if trying is really the right thing to do. Why is that? It's just because we're talking about a pandemic here.
1: Well, I know, and that's, I, I guess my point was, if it—if it's not possible to do, then do it, don't do it. What does it hurt to try? What have you lost to make plans or, or wait on making plans?
4: Yeah, i I, I suppose, but... I, they're also sending signals sometimes, and uh, I think it's important to understand how, how significant this pandemic is. And uh, the idea of playing college football in the midst of this seems almost foolhardy in some ways.
1: Okay. Well, well read through Sinky's comments because he, he certainly did not come off, uh, what was the, your, the, the word that, uh, that you've used that we laughed about, cavalier? Mm-hmm. I mean, his, his his comments did not come off that way to me. I mean, well, he, ba- was, he basically just said, hey, we're just going to wait. We're worried right. about it, and we're just going to hang on, and hopefully the situation gets better. I mean, he didn't and, say and, anything like, we're playing, darn it. This is happening. You know, no, I mean, that it, was that was certainly not his tone.
4: And that was the tone of certain school presidents earlier who had said some some silly things. Um, but, you know, uh, uh, compared to with the NBA and what the NBA is doing, they're – College football can't be contained like that. It just—it it can't.
1: No, it's not possible. Right.
4: So, and that's the reason I am more positive, more bullish on what the NBA is doing, and and college football can't do that. And so I said, okay, how is this going to happen? And I know Major League Soccer is trying these various things and whatnot, but and, and I'd love to see it happen. It's not like I don't want it to happen, but I'm just looking at. I'm reading what I'm seeing, and what I'm reading is not overly optimistic in this direction.
1: Well, for example, what do you mean not overly optimistic?
4: Well, just the, the prevalence of COVID-19 in our country.
1: Uh, here's Sankey's comments, Gordon, uh, just to, to be fair and, and get those out there. Uh, quote, it is clear that current circumstances related to COVID-19 must improve, and we will continue to closely monitor developments around the virus on a daily basis. In the coming weeks, we will continue to meet regularly with campus leaders via video conferences and gather relevant information while guided by medical advisors. We believe that late July will provide the best clarity for making the important decisions ahead of us.
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, they have to make up their mind by then. Well, I, but uh,
1: but what's wrong with that? I mean, I, I guess that's what I'm saying. There's, I mean, it doesn't hurt anybody to say we're we're going to cross our fingers and wait a little longer.
4: Yeah, you're right. I mean, the the statements that I thought did didn't do anybody any good were these folks that were saying a month or two ago about how we're going to play college football, and we're going to see people in the stands, and I just that that ain't happening unless people really do what's necessary in order to give it even a chance. And I, I'd love to see it happen, but everyone has to follow the advice of health professionals right now in order to, to for there to be any sliver of a chance.
1: All right, let's move on to Hanson Scotty. They had Yogi Roth on the air from the Pac-12 Networks talking about the Utes.
2: Well, I don't think we should rule out a start in early September, to be honest with okay. you. Just because we have canceled – uh, non-conference games, you know, there, there's a world where you play 11 games, right? In the Pac-12. Now, there's a world in the Big 12 where they play nine, right? It, they haven't made a statement, at least to my knowledge, yet about what they're going to do. Uh, but everybody does the same amount of teams, right? So I, I still think that, you know, as far as I know, as of today, the voluntary workouts are still continuing on campus. It's not like you know people are sent home or we're back to where we were in the spring. So I, I think it's TBD. I know a bunch of options are going to be presented to coaches uh, during this week regarding the schedule, right? Is it 11 games, which we would all love? Uh, is it 10, five home and five away? Uh, or is it eight, right? And now you give yourself your probably best chance to go undefeated. And unfortunately, at least the latest I knew, have heard from the CFP is there's no changes to uh, you know that ridiculously antiquated plan they have right now, which is take your committee and just pick four teams, the best four. But if everybody isn't playing, the same amount of games, I think it's it's ludicrous. Um, so ho- hopefully that changes as time continues on here. But I'm kind of just taking it step by step. And everybody I've talked to at the conference has advised that as well. Step one was what we just went through late last week, no non-con games. Step two is get the coaches to approve a set schedule. Set th- st- you know, Stage probably two slash three is talk to the TV partners and what's the best move for everybody involved. Um, And step four is, like, can we start training camp, and when are we going to do it? So the the calorie that was presented, to my knowledge, hasn't been scrapped. Um, It hasn't been confirmed, but I think because of that, we we don't really know even when Hmm. camp might begin or the version of, you know, OTAs, which is set to start, what, next week um, in college football where coaches could get on the field without a ball. Like, that hasn't been shut down just yet. So I'd be curious to see, you know, what comes out of the next couple days. Yogi Roth, kind enough to join us right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. And there's a lot of questions when you talk about Utah and you look at that defense and so many guys have made their way to the NFL from last year's team. And for teams, you know, you look at something like that, normally say, well, it's a it's a year to reload and and rebuild. But with Kyle Whittingham, he, he just kind of finds a way year in and year out to retool and bring guys in and, and develop guys where they usually don't miss much of a beat. Uh, and, and I don't, look, nobody's expecting them to win the Pac-12 South again this year, but it wouldn't surprise me if that defense is still playing at a really high level again this upcoming season. Yeah, I'm with you. I, to me, I'm not going to fall in the trap I fell into last year. Was I, I picked UW to win the North because they lost all those players, and I was like, hey, this is Chris Peterson. right? They reload, and they did. They've got a bunch of talent like Utah, but there's still something for game experience. Yeah. Right. Kyler Gordon, I mean, check him out on social media. He did like a box jump that I, it was like high 40s in the inches. Like it was, it was something crazy. And we'll be showing that clip whenever media days are um, because it'd be so fun. I'd probably bring a box if we were there and I'd ask, you know, Mike or Ashley to see what their vertical is. You know, we'd have some fun with that. Um, but it was his first time playing a live ball. Right. And you saw that at times, like the Cal game, you saw their secondary. Get beat at two in the morning on an out route. They should have had a pick six on, and they got beat on. And those are the things where I look at the secondary and say, Yeah, dude, they're loaded. I love the players returning or the freshman that they recruited, but they still haven't played, and it, it's just different, right? And you could look at any star recruit as a freshman. Even go back to Jalen Johnson's first year. Um, he wasn't perfect, so I, I think there'll just be some growing pains. And you know, this conference, the games are so tight. Um, same thing that happened at UW last year, right? The Utah is a great, game is a great example. Like they're in it. You think they're this is going to be standard Utah. And then here comes Utah, or excuse me, standard UW. And then here came Utah, you know, in the fourth quarter. And they just couldn't hang for the whole game. So I think Utah will have an element of that to them this year, but they'll be competitive, you know, and it'll come down to three plays like, like it usually does and, It'll be fun to see him grow if there is if there is a season, and it is one where a lot of talented players are thrown into the fire.
1: All right, that was Yogi Roth from the Pac-12 Networks on. We had Mike Yam, his cohort at Pac-12 Networks on uh, in the 3 o'clock hour, Gordon. But what are your thoughts on uh, Yogi's assessment of the Utes?
4: Uh, I, I think it was pretty much on target. I mean, I'd just love him to either be right or wrong uh, just having a season, if it is at all possible. But uh, sometimes, what do you, uh, tell me what you think. Because when I hear that, well, they have a program that is always going to win and they've got momentum going and they've got a head coach who really knows what he's doing, I thought that was an interesting point he made about Washington last year. And that's something that you talked about a lot, too, before the season started. You were right.
1: Utah's replacing a lot, Gordo. That's tough. It's hard, and and yeah, yeah the, you've got talent coming in. But as Yogi said right there, I mean, there's no substitution for, um, for experience. That's why maybe that Jake Bentley, a quarterback idea, uh, might bear some fruit because he has had experience at a big time level. So maybe he can come in uh, and perform. But I mean, you don't lose that many NFL draft picks and not feel it. I remember yeah. I, I've used this example with you uh, in the past, Gordon. But I remember back in 05, when uh, Coach Witt's first year on the job and at Mountain West Conference Media Days, the whole, everybody picked Utah to win the league. And it was like, mm-hmm. wait a minute here. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but half Utah's team was drafted. <laughs> you know, that's gonna be, it's going to be pretty tough to replace the number one pick in the draft. It's just, it's how college football works. Alabama is the exception. Ohio State is the exception, not the rule. And yeah. if you look at Utah's most uh, successful seasons, Gordon, 0 last year, uh, you know they have something in common. They're full of a really talented senior class, mm-hmm. or junior yeah. in the case of Alex Smith. But you, I, I think you get my point. So this year is, is definitely not the year I would pick Utah to win the South, regardless yeah. of of you know the situation surrounding them. I just that's that's a lot to ask.
4: Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, it's it, it's an impressive program now because of what what they've been able to build. But given the circumstances and given uh, what they lost last year, I, I, I don't know how you construct some kind of uh, big expectation there.
1: Real quick, because we're really we're really late, Gordon. But I'm just curious: would you throw any other program besides Alabama and Ohio State into the constant reloading? I mean, Clemson it might be. Maybe. May oh Clemson now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can come along with that for sure. So there's like three programs in the whole country that can do that yeah i mean u s c used to do it, I guess, but they certainly don't anymore.
4: you see some programs at Texas they hasn't certainly been don't able do it anymore, it. yeah yeah, so
1: it's kind of uh, those three, right
4: yeah, Michigan hasn't done it for a long time. who nope. are we forgetting we're leaving someone out I don't know.
1: I mean, Penn State has been good, but not like that,
4: right. those are the three
1: Miami used to be that, but they're not anymore. The only reason Miami lost games was because of themselves, but now that's that's certainly not the case. Yes. <laughs> so that's interesting. That I mean, could we throw Utah into that category? I just don't think so. Even though it's much better than it was, don't get me wrong. That's just not how most programs in college football work. All right, we'll get to the drop of the day coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
4: If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Well,
1: Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for Sounds of Various Clips, also known as Drop of the Day. Now, Gordon, today's uh, Sounds of Various Clips is, is, is inspired by something we actually can't air, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> a bunch of former pro bowlers uh, were on the family feud with Steve Harvey and uh, Bruce Smith. Uh, was doing uh, what do they call the final round in Family Feud? Does they have a, a fast money, fast money, and uh, Bruce? the The question was, uh, if Captain Hook were a handyman, what would he replace his hook with to be convenient? And I really wish we could talk about Bruce's answer. And it wasn't a curse word per se, but but we just can't. But let me tell you, it has got to be the all time moment on that show. Have you? Do you know what I'm talking about?
4: I've not heard that. though.
1: Hmm. During the break maybe
5: we'll have to you'll have to google that one Gordon cuz it's, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, you, we could give you 100 guesses. I bet you wouldn't say the word he said.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sure we could play the game right now. <laughs> yes. You would <laughs> we never we could, say and it. you would never guess what Bruce Smith said. I mean, mm. it is so out of the blue that it's really amazing. And again, he didn't curse per se, but I just don't think we can you no, know, Austin and I just didn't feel
5: real comfortable did, going. Did if this were it. my last day and I were retiring with funds tomorrow, we we do, do it. it. Yeah,
4: right. Did he say? Did he say a body part that we can't? Let's talk just about?
1: let's just leave it there. Gordon, you should Google it. Uh, Google okay. it during the break. You'll laugh. Uh, but to to folks out there, who wouldn't be offended. Go ahead and Google it because it's really funny. But it reminded me of this clip. Now this is a couple minutes long, Gordon. But this has got to be the worst Family Feud contestant of all time. <laughs> I mean, this has got to be it. Austin, Austin watched it before the show. This has got to be the worst. I've right? seen,
5: and I, my daughter loves Family Feud, so we watch YouTube clips all the time. Funny, dumb, whatever. Family Feud. I've never seen this one, and it can't be beaten. Right.
1: Okay. You ready, Gordo? Yep. Let's try it out. Yelon, tell me another way people say mother.
4: Nanny. Woo!
6: Nanny. Oh. Cecilia, name another way people say mother.
3: How about nana?
6: Woo! Nana. <laughs> Folks, you got two strikes. If it's there, you're still alive. But this time, if it's not there, Cammings and family can steal and win the game. Sheila, tell me another way people say mother. What about Steve? Nana. Did nana. Didn't you say nana? I did say nana that, Steve. Yes. Nana. Uh huh. And I said, nana. What is you, do? What is you saying? Stop clapping. I'm trying to say it in Spanish or something. It's the same it's word. It's the same it's, word, They're going to okay. spell it the same way. E-N-A, E-N-A. You just can't go changing the inflection. Okay, okay, Sheila. Tell me another way people say mother. What about mommy? Oh, mommy. Right. Not not mommy. You want, you want mommy. Right. Not mommy. Right. right. I see you. I feel you. That's hot. Okay, now, let me ask y'all something. Y'all
4: crazy.
6: <laughs> y'all think really that y'all can take all these words that's the same and just say them different because you want to? Nanny? Nana? Nanny? No, no? Nanny? No, no? Okay, we gotta go again. Tell me another way people say mother. What about mommy? Well, we already said, you know, mommy? Yeah, cause that's yeah. See that? okay. Like, look at me, look at me. Y'all stop laughing at this. This see, watch, watch how I do this. Mommy. Now watch this here. Mommy. Now watch this one. Mommy. Here go another one. Mommy. Mom. Had time to think of something by now. Here. Right? Okay. Now yeah. tell me another way people say mother. Okay, Steve. Nana. This be I get paid to host our show. Get too much here. And to the kids up there, listen to me. We we ain't gonna add this like this, cause you'll never be able to survive this episode. We're gonna cut this down to one, maybe two nanas. (laughs) Two nanas and two mommies. We're gonna cut this back. This here. Okay, Steve. I got this one. Nah, nah. Now, last time, this is strike eight. This is it right here. Whatever you say, we're gonna flip it over. Tell me another way people say, no, just hell, just. Tell me another way you say mother, because. Well, Steve, I would say mom, but the answer mom is already up there. Right, well, let's, let's just
1: flip that shit over. <laughs> I love the end. This is the best part. I would say mom, Steve, but it's already up there. That's it. Just flip it over. Flip it over. Got it.
4: Uh, that show does have some funny moments. I don't watch it frequently, but uh, the times I have seen it, it, it seems like people are unpredictable.
5: How, how long would you say the clip is that we watched before this? Because that was just over three minutes that we cut it down it's to. It's probably eight, nine. Easily. <laughs> yeah. It, and
1: it goes huh? on and on well, and on. The, and the on. thing that got me, okay, so she says Nana, and the person right before her said it, but okay, honest mistake. Whoops. Uh, r- whoops. Whoops. Then he goes, okay, do it again. And she goes, mommy, which is up there on the, the, on the board. Okay, innocent, innocent mistake, fine. What it really got me was when he goes, okay, now give us your answer. And she goes, back to Nana. Yeah. <laughs> like it never happened.
6: Back to Nana.
4: What, 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 what was the other one that was up there? I mean, what they had already said mommy, right?
5: The first one was mom slash mommy was the first yeah. answer. Okay. The second one down, I think, was... Uh, mama. Yeah, was mama. Right. And so so then this other person that you heard at the first eclipse said Nana. Which was a strike. And then her, who I think is her mother, is next to her, uh, Cecilia, said Nana.
4: (laughs) Yeah. And he said, no, that's the
5: same word. And then went back to mommy. (laughs) And then went back to Nana. (laughs) Uh, Then at the end, I'd say mommy. Mommy. But it's, already, but it's up there. already up there. You don't know well, say. Just you just flip did.
4: it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he took as much time with that because they're usually on a fairly strict time uh schedule and and yet it was funny enough that they had to go well you you heard
1: him say they were going to edit it he's like don't worry we're going to edit this just down Uh, to two nanas and two mommies
5: (laughs) i I think probably at first the other team was like why are you giving them so many chances here and then by the the third nana they're like oh no let her have all the time she wants yeah right (laughs) we
1: got this it's it's fine
4: (laughs) so
5: all right here we go strike eight
4: so I, what was I, I wonder? What was the other answer? What uh, what were the answers that were actually on the board? I don't know, no clue. Hmm. Okay. Oh, I will
1: say this: I know somebody who's been to a taping of that show, and I think he does a lot of stand-up stuff in between the answers that gets uh, eventually gets cause... edited out. Yeah, <laughs> they just keep his best stuff, I guess. I don't know, but he uh... seriously, it's like eight minutes of him making a bit out of this whole thing, and it's it's pretty funny. And he, I did feel a little bit bad for Sheila, the contestant, but at the same time. Come on, let's let's stay focused here.
4: But I think those people do deserve to to get a little bit of a break, because when you're in that setting, it's uh, it's more difficult than uh, just being at home, relaxed, with your feet up, just you know, no pressure. I know,
1: but come on, she said Nana two times and Mommy three times. I'm not times. excusing
4: it. I'm not excusing it, and I don't know if I've ever told you guys this story, but I probably have it that I was invited to go on to tell the truth. I yes. probably have never mentioned that, right, Austin?
5: Yep, never once. Tell us again, please. <laughs> no,
4: it's okay. I'm just saying that when you're on the firing line, when you're on there and the, the cameras are on you and the lights are on, it's sometimes hard. You, you, you went to on think. the show? Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. Well, then what, <laughs> well, then what, do, you, what do you mean? You're talking like it's personal experience. I don't mean it to sound like it's personal experience because oh, okay. I didn't actually go on the show I was just invited to go on I the see. show but I I'm I'm just saying that generally it's tougher Nana yeah. Na-na. Nana Not that tough Not that tough Mommy Mommy
5: Mommy Mama Mama Stay tuned. How about just ma
1: We'll have more big show coming up next. 97.5. Ma! And 1280
0: <laughs> The Zone. them. you're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. We're
5: rock this town, rock it inside out.
0: Make
1: them and shout. It's rock, rock, rock. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott 97.5, and 1280 The Zone. Hey, Gordon, can I go not sports report on you for just a second? Sure, please do. Uh, have you been following this uh, Johnny Depp, um, uh, what he's suing the the Daily Sun in the UK for defamation? Have you been following the suit?
5: I've just been kind of-
4: following the uh, the information that's been coming out about the uh, the trial. The tri- I, I thought it was the divorce trial or something. Or uh-uh. this is. It's he, a- well, it, does this get into the Elon Musk stuff? Uh, part of it
1: did. That's not why okay. I'm bringing this up. We talked <laughs> <right>. about that <laughs> yeah, Saturday. We,
4: we did, did. You really? Yep. yep for it sure. is a car
1: story. It is. It does have a car connection. <laughs> so sue me. <laughs> uh, no, it's a it's a defamation lawsuit. I think the divorce is already. Uh, has oh, uh, okay. already happened, but the the son had run a story uh, calling him, uh, I think, calling him a wife beater or something, and mm-hmm. so he's suing them for defamation. Anyway, a lot of bizarre uh, details about their relationship are coming out. But yes, uh, the this particular night, one of the the nights that uh, that has been talked about, Gordon, uh, was on the night that uh, Johnny and his wife had talked about uh, how much money they had lost. Oh, have you seen this?
4: Mm-mm.
1: Take a just take a stab. I'm just curious about how much money you think Johnny Depp uh, lost during this period.
4: Uh, well, you say it like that, so I'm going to give you a big number. I'd say a uh, million? $750
1: dollars. Million. Woo! <laughs> Here's the quote. Uh, from Johnny, he said, since pirates two and three, I had, and this is ludicrous to have to state. It's quite embarrassing. Apparently I had made $650 million. Uh, then the story goes on, but, uh, but on his wife's 30th birthday in April, 2016, he had a bad meeting concerning his former business manager who he told the court had stolen my money. He said, I had not only lost $650 million, but was I was $100 million in the hole because they had not paid the government for my taxes for 17 years. Wow.
4: Oh,
1: man. Uh, could you imagine that... how angry you'd be if your money manager stole $650 million from you, Gordon? You'd only have about a billion left.
4: I'm not sure I understand exactly... Uh, cuz i i get what John, where Johnny Depp is coming from from a standpoint that you hire certain people to do certain jobs and if they don't do those jobs honestly then you're screwed if i had put it, down 10 billion i only would have had 5 left if he if he uh, <laughs> if if he he's busy being artistic you know he, he's doing his thing and, and he, he's not a money guy So you hire somebody to get the job done the right way, and then he's he's not taking care of his business, your business. People might have a problem with him not checking up on that sort of thing or having some sort of checks and balances involved. But I kind of feel for him a little bit. After the recession, I dropped 90 mil. Well, I've recouped that and doubled it. (laughs) (laughs) That's all taken out of context. That's all not factual.
1: No, I, I'm with you. I, I do have sympathy for him. Um, I, you know, how could $650 million just disappear under your nose? So I'm right.
4: up to half a billion now. And so I got less time than I got money. So I got to burn through this, man. Come on, let's do it. But the part where I really feel bad for him, actually, and there, there's
1: a, a local story around this. Remember the, the Sydney Lowe tax story where he didn't pay his uh-huh. state taxes in North Carolina? I don't yeah. know if officially came out with this explanation, but I did hear that it was a similar thing, whereas. His money manager, instead of paying taxes on his income, was putting that money into his own pocket, which is which is is terrible. And I, I don't know, Gordon, your relationship with your uh, many money people. Uh, it's good
4: to have uh, a big stash of money.
1: But it isn't out of the question that a money manager would say, hey, here's your uh, tax return. Uh, never mind that I'm not going to file it.
4: Yeah, that's, that's a major problem. And
1: I'm just going to put that dough in my pocket.
4: Mm-hmm. It's good to be rich. So what, do you got to hire somebody to watch over the people that you hire?
1: That's probably a pretty good strategy to have a diverse set of voices uh, handle. If, you're, uh, if your money is that vast, I would guess that, yeah, having having several different voices or, or people keeping an eye on it would probably be a pretty good idea. But I don't know. I don't have that kind of scratch. So it's much.
4: expensive <laughs> being rich. <laughs> so we're talking about this so Austin can uh... – load up on all these drops
1: but you think if your money that's it by the way i'm out you think if your money guy was stealing from you 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 would hope like your accountant would notice right or your manager manager would notice or i don't know have more than one uh investment person right but apparently johnny didn't do that but i don't know how how upset would lisa be if you uh, told her that you lost 750 million dollars
4: uh not as upset as I would be if she told me the same. Yeah, what if
1: <laughs> that's a good point. If <laughs> if Lisa came home and said, Gordon, uh, I spent seven hundred and fifty million dollars and have nothing to show for it, your reaction would be
4: <laughs> Well, I uh, said money, 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 money. <laughs> I I don't know. I just uh well Johnny Depp had to be no he he knew he was Plowing through money left and right, right? I mean, because wasn't he spending like a million dollars every two weeks or something? Well, it
1: was the the big attention grabber was he was spending 30 grand a month on wine.
4: But
5: when you think you just made $750 million. You can splurge a little bit on the wine. Yeah, I get what you're saying.
4: Yeah, that's splurging. All right.
1: Well, again, $750 million is an incredible amount of money.
4: Yes, it is. I mean, you actually, usually you lose track of that.
1: If you never made a cent in interest, I wonder how long you could spend 30 grand a month on wine. Probably in a long time.
4: This is really a, a tragic story. It, it, maybe some people don't have any sympathy, but what a waste. What a waste. What, the
1: wine or the or the stealing?
4: Just the, the, the evaporation of the uh, resources.
5: It didn't yeah. evaporate. Someone, you know, stole it. it. <laughs> if it evaporated, and then you'd be like, ah, that sucks. But the fact that someone stole it from him and he wasn't aware of it doesn't suck. That's that's hilarious. Oh, well,
4: I, I think it was a combination of certain spending habits and then people being dishonest. And See, that's, that's too bad. I
1: don't know if I agree. Well, I don't know in this situation. But but let's just take the 33... the thirty. Or what did I say, thirty thousand dollars. Basically, the math goes: if you spend thirty grand a month on wine, uh, you could uh, sustain that habit on seven hundred fifty million dollars for twenty-two thousand seven hundred twenty-seven months. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, which is could, what in years? We could criticize uh, Johnny's spending habits all you want, but seven hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, that's a lot. You should be allowed yeah. to spend thirty grand a
4: month on wine. Hmm. The moral of the story: find honest people. To Amen to forth. that.
1: All right, stay tuned. We'll have more big show. Thank you, Gordon, for letting me drop in a little not sports. I know it's not four fifty, and usually that's your segment, but I was pretty blown away that's by that. Two
5: hundred and sixty four years. <laughs>
1: yes. So I think wow. he could spend 30...
5: No, wait a second.
1: Yeah, I think his wine habit is is
5: not the problem. I'm sorry, I'm wrong. Okay. I think it's twenty six point four years. Okay. I could be wrong there too. But
4: still, so he. What you're saying is that Johnny Depp felt the same way about wine that Captain Jack felt about rum. Exactly. Why is the money always gone?
1: <laughs> Why is the money okay? Let me make sure. Let's do our math. Here.
5: Yeah, I don't know. Seven hundred fifty thousand months. You said
1: seven hundred fifty million dollars divided by thirty grand equals twenty five thousand divided by twelve. Equals, two thousand eighty
5: three years. Two thousand eighty three years. Yeah.
4: So so it's no wonder Johnny wasn't worried about money.
5: Right. <laughs> right. I
1: mean that kind of that kind of uh, uh, that kind of money raises an eyebrow to us. But golly, if you're working with you know a billion dollars, you can have a thirty thousand dollar a month wine habit.
4: So is Johnny destitute now, or is he, does he have money stashed away still?
1: I'm not sure. Doesn't sound good, though. <laughs> does mm-hmm. not sound good. All right, stay tuned. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Gordo, another Monday comes and goes, and uh, we're another day closer to the beginning of NBA basketball. I think uh, I heard somebody mention today, 17 days away.
4: Yes, it's it's halfway through July. I mean, you turn around a couple times and here we are, and there will be, and I'm looking forward to it because I think they're going to be able to do it safely. And un, not un, different than most sports, uh, this is one that they can do under this setting. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm interested to find more information about what's going on with the teams as they're trying to uh, choreograph and uh, recapture what, what their potential is.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I just I hope we're a go. I'm cheering for it. I want to see the Jazz play basketball? I want to see a conclusion to this season? I want to see this grand experiment and how it goes? I'm very excited for it to be here.
4: Are uh, Austin? Are you still? You still have strong feelings about some of the complaints we're hearing out of the bubble? Uh, what do you mean by complaints? You just you didn't have you didn't have much patience for some of the. Players whining about certain oh, I conditions still don't. that they're yeah. having to live in. I still don't.
5: They can. Did you? And speaking of which, did you say Jay Williams, uh-huh. the former Duke player yeah. of ESPN? He had a two-minute thing he put on Twitter that I think if he ran for president, I'd he'd have my vote just on that <laughs> because it is absurd that uh, anybody is complaining about their situation there in Orlando while forty million people are looking for a job today. It's gross. Yeah. Shut up. About that and go to work Don't complain about the food Don't complain about the hotel Don't complain that you don't get to play doubles ping pong Save it There are people looking how to feed their kids And I don't care if you're used to a certain lifestyle Just go Do your job Like everyone else does and wants to do in this country
4: That's all yep. End of rant yeah. I And mean, it's all true
1: <laughs> Well I hope uh, I hope we get there safely and soon. And uh, you you mentioned you you closed your eyes and it's July, Gordon. God, it doesn't feel that way to me. How long ago does uh, the Oklahoma City Jazz night oh, there feel like? Uh, it just feels like an eternity yeah, ago.
4: Cumulatively, man, it does.
1: I mean, I, I was trying to think ago. back at uh, some of the storylines at the beginning of the season as we now start to kind of prepare to get back into NBA mode, and everything feels so long ago.
4: Well, I'm talking to the man who said that if you could, you'd blink your eyes twice and be projected a year ahead in your life.
1: Oh, I said two years just to make sure we get it. all.
4: <laughs> you'd give up two years of your life just to get through just all bring, this. Yeah. Bring yeah. it on in a heartbeat. All right. Sign me
1: up. <laughs> OK,
4: just go off the grid and boom. There you are.
1: Oh, I, I would have stayed on the grid. I just would have, you know, my consciousness it would would just forget it all.
4: Uh, okay. And then you're, then uh, Sadie would be uh, like five years old. Uh, yeah, foreign and change, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring it on.
1: Deal. Right. Let's do mm-hmm. it. Is it possible? Is that an option? <laughs> I don't
4: think so, no.
1: All right, Gordon. I'll Unless talk- you
4: go into a coma.
1: I'll talk to you tomorrow, buddy. All right. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.